Good morning, and welcome to today's daily devotion, your daily PPE. Today we're going to be in Proverbs chapter 29. We're going to be looking at verse number 12. And the title of today's devotion is Wicked Leaders Equals Wicked Followers. Today is October 29th, so it's Friday. Welcome to the weekend. Let's read this passage of scripture and see what God has to say to us through his word. Proverbs 29, 12 is written by Solomon and it says, he writes, if a ruler pays attention to liars, all his advisors will become wicked or will be wicked. Solomon knows about this kind of tyranny probably firsthand. I'm sure there was plenty of times in his kingdom where he ruled over the people of Israel that was uh, actually the people of God. And uh, I'm sure they came to him with lies and tried to manipulate him and uh, trying to get their own way. Uh, I'm sure that happened many times. Um, One time I can remember in particular, which I think is one of um, uh, the most popular stories that I can ever remember reading about Solomon, is uh, it found it's found in First Kings chapter three, uh, particularly verses sixteen through twenty-eight, where there's two women that are arguing over uh, a baby, and um, Solomon doesn't know which one the baby belongs to, and so he makes a very wise decision in figuring it out. Um, I'm not gonna be a spoiler on that story because I'd like for you to go there and, and read that, but. He makes a wise decision and figures it out. And uh, but the the thing is, is one of the women was trying to manipulate him with lying to him. And so this is what Solomon's speaking about here in this passage, uh, that uh, this is why when given the opportunity for Solomon to have anything that his heart desired, you'll find it there in first Kings chapter 13. Also, he had a vision or had a dream and uh, God said, What is it that you want, Solomon? What can I do for you or give to you? And Solomon desired wisdom to lead God's people because I believe Solomon knew that he would, uh, that people would try to manipulate him, would try to lie to him, give him bad advice in order to um, meet their own intentions or to get their own way. And, And Solomon knew there would be times that uh, they would try to lead him by manipulation. And, and sometimes, he, I believe Solomon knew, sometimes leaders lead by influence, uh, by, by people who follow them or, or try to lead them. And uh, I think Solomon also knew that anytime you're in authority, you're going to have many people who want to use their own power or their position uh, to, to advance their own agenda. And uh, in leadership, you're always going to have some that will try to lead by lying to you or influence or, or frighten or manipulate people or, or, or simply just deceive people in a particular way. So basically what Solomon is saying here is anyone who surrounds themselves with people who are like this or people that are wicked, well, then what's going to happen is they're only going to get advice that is distorted and biased uh, and is wicked advice. And so what we have to do as leaders, and and all of us are leaders, every single one of us is a leader. You're just, you may be leading one or two people. You may just be leading your home or your household. 
Uh, maybe you're leading a big corporation, but in some way, shape, or form, you are a leader. And as a leader, we have to set our standards high. And then we have to maintain, and I, I think it's carefully maintain those standards, uh, or else we're going to face consequences of corruption within our leadership. Another thing Solomon points out is when the leader allows wicked people to influence him, those that he leads or those that he train, trains from there on, those people will also become wicked. Uh, when, the, when the servant or when a servant sees that a ruler can be influenced by lies, then it encourages them to lie. It encourages when a, when a servant sees that a leader is influenced by lies, then they're going to lie in order to get their way. And it leads them to believe that deception is rewarded and telling the truth is discouraged. Uh, the, the atmosphere around that leader and that ruler and his servants becomes, I guess the best word for it is poisonous. Uh, it becomes incompetent. So here's the deal. People will become like the thing or the person that they follow. Uh, people adjust themselves to what they're following and what they're looking up to. And it's sad to say, uh, but when people see that deception wins the prize or gets their own way or gets the attention of a leader, then people are going to adjust themselves to doing the same thing or living the same way. Basically, they learn how the game is played. So today, in kind of in closing, I just I want to encourage you in three three ways. This isn't all the ways I'd like to encourage you today, but just three that I I feel like the Lord is leading me out of this passage. First of all, I already explained we're all leaders in some way, shape, or form. Every single one of us is a leader. So number one, I want to encourage you to lead by example. In everything that you do, everything that you say, just today, Friday, it's the last day of the week, whether you're at work, whether you're in their home, whether you're leading one person or 1,000 persons, lead by example. Everything you do, everything you say, let it be right and righteous. Now, I know uh, we're, we're only human. We can't, al- we can't always do this. There's sometimes we're going to fail. But from now on, just today, and, and let this carry on in the next months and weeks, before you say anything, before you act or react on anything, just simply ask yourself, would I want people following me and doing the same thing that I'm doing? What I'm getting ready to do or what I'm getting ready to say, would I want my son to do or say this? Would I want my grandson or my granddaughter or daughter to do or say this? Would I want people who are looking up to me, would I want them to act or say what I'm getting ready to do or say? Lead by example. Number two, evaluate questionable advice. Um, There's some things you don't need to evaluate. Um, Okay, somebody gives you the advice to jump off of an overpass into traffic. You don't need to evaluate that. You know that's not the right thing to do. It's not the right thing to jump off an overpass, let alone into traffic. Um, Don't play fetch with a bear. Okay, there's just, there's some things don't spit into the wind. Isn't that the way the song goes? Um, There's some things that's no brainers. But I mean, when you receive something or someone gives you advice on something, just take a moment and take it to the Lord. Just a simple prayer works very well. Lord, is this good advice? 
God, is this something that I should do, a direction you want me to go in or to follow? Um, Lord, what do you want me to do with this? Very simple. Evaluate the advice. If it's Here's the thing is, uh, if, if it's advice that comes to you and you have to question it, then you should have enough time to question it and take it to the Lord. If not, then I would suggest you not do it. If it's questionable, take it to the Lord and see what God wants you to do. The last one, number three, who's the one giving you the advice? Evaluate the person or the persons that is advising you. Again, there are some things that are no-brainers. Do not take marriage advice from someone who's been married and divorced six or eight times. That's a no-brainer. Just simply take an evaluation of who the person is that's giving you this advice. What are what are their lives like? And I don't mean their worldly life, what they have, what they don't have. I mean their personal life, their prayer life, their relationship with Jesus, their relationship with their family, with their wives, with their kids. Can I tell you something? Relationships tell a lot about a person and the advice that they're given. If their family doesn't trust them, then you might take that as a red flag. I'm just saying. Solomon was a very wise man in his time, the wisest, but we have an advantage over him. We have the spirit of the living God living within us. Take advantage of that. Call on the spirit and ask God to help you. Call on him to lead and guide you. And then wait patiently for him to respond and expect him to respond. James made it very plain and simple in James 1, verse number 5. He said, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he'll give it to you. And he will not rebuke you for asking. He's not going to make fun of you for asking. He's not going to say, that is the dumbest question you've ever asked me, Rob. No, he's not going to rebuke us. He's going to give us the wisdom that we need. You know why? Because God loves us and he wants us to succeed. God gives us wisdom in many different ways, but we have to look for it. We have to ask for it. And then we have to be patient and talk to him and believe that he's going to listen and he's going to answer. So many times we pray and ask God for things, and I think sometimes we don't really believe that he's going to answer us, but he is going to answer. Listen to me. Wicked leaders equals wicked followers. Lead by example. Evaluate, evaluate questionable advice and then evaluate who's giving the advice. Take it to the Lord and ask him to give you sound wisdom. Heavenly Father, help us to make good leaders. Help us to be good servants of your word, good servants of the gospel. God, help us to train up people who will love and serve you. That is our great commission. Go into all the world, teaching them to obey your commandments. God, we're making leaders. We're making servants. We're making followers of Jesus everywhere we go. Help us to make good servants for you, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for joining me today. Tomorrow we'll be in Proverbs chapter 30. Take a look at that. 
See what God has to say to you and what he's saying to you through his word. Have a great day. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Lord willing, I'll be with you tomorrow. And remember, I'm praying for you. God bless you. Thank you.